Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan. And today's guest is Rhea Iverson. And so Rhea has a really interesting kind of background, but also what she does now and what she's come into in in dealing with, um, particularly with older people, but with people of all ages and all the different things she does. And I'm going to let her tell us a little bit more about that. Raya, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Hi. Um, so yeah, so I am what you call a death doula or an end of life doula. Um, whatever you're comfortable with. Sometimes people are a little uncomfortable with the word death. So, um, I basically, I do compassionate service and companionship, um, through the work of, of death while people are going through that transition. Um, a lot of it isn't just, um, working with the, the one that's dying, but a lot of it is their family as well. So, um, it's kind of a well-rounded profession. There's lots of different facets of it that are, you know, interesting and, and, um, and I think necessary and, and a lot of people don't know that, that we exist and we're out there um, to help. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you, um, do you mostly do it in person or are you, you know, especially after the pandemic, so many people have changed up pieces of their. Yeah. Yeah. Work. My, um, my experience was mostly in person. Um, I do know that people, you know, they, they can do it via Zoom. Um, I started this, um, kind of a long time ago working in a cancer hospital was where I started my experience. And, um, and so, you know, and since the pandemic, I've done more teaching. I offer a course that teaches people how to be end of life doulas. And so that's been a little bit more of the more, more recent focus for me, uh-huh. but I still do, um, take care of people, uh, during that transition. I also, I kind of call myself a life doula because hmm. I'm trained to take care of birth and, um, oh. and I also take, take on a lot of clients that is just, you know, it's, it's just help that's needed, whatever kind of transition or things that they're going through. I, I help take care of that. So it's not just that uh-huh. for me, but um, yeah. that is what I teach with is specific. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That, that's, yeah. that's neat that you get to be on both sides, both ends. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how, well, amongst other things, how people find you, how people know, you know, what sort of education as well are you doing with people so that they even know that somebody like you is out there to help them? Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's, it's tricky um, because the subject of death is pretty taboo and people don't like to talk about it. Um, There is a lovely woman um, named Deanna Cochran. She kind of thought, the um idea of death doula in you know kind of widespread into the u.s um i think that uh there are a lot of um you know 
people and cultures over in the UK and, and other countries that they really do take care of their dying. Their communities um, come together and act as doulas. They just maybe not call themselves doulas. But here in the US, we kind of really fell into um, a practice of fearing death. And that probably came on, I think, a lot with just, um, you know, when the medical field sort of dominated the culture, um, they see death as the enemy. And um, and so it's like, you know, fight, fight, fight as, you know, yeah. we don't want to die. We want to save you. But um, yeah. they don't in that process, it kind of dishonored the the transition of death and, and it made people scared of it. And so um, people like Deanna Cochran and the rest of us who are trying to teach and, and educate and um, be present for that are really trying to change the narrative there um, to help people understand that, you know, you don't have to do it alone. There are those of us who um, were trained, but we also have a passion for people and, and an understanding of death and, you know, for myself, um, it doesn't scare me at all. I've had a lot of practice in it. I think that there is a lot of beauty and healing that can happen in those moments. And um, I've never had a bad experience with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. That, 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 that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Because um, I think the way the culture is, and then maybe it has something to do with the American culture where you're supposed to be healthy and you're supposed to be, you know, whatever it is, we're going to fight and we're going to make it and we're going to fix yeah. it. We're gonna, right. Yeah. Um, and, and as such, you can alienate the people. Right. Know, family and um, because, and I, and I get that, that a lot of people don't want to see their, loved ones dying they don't yeah. they don't want them to to leave them right you know yeah um, and so there's so much tied up in it there is yeah yeah i think that what i see a lot is um i i think that there is little understanding that the death that is occurring by the die the one that's dying it's part of their journey mm -hmm. um and people forget that that you know that that's part of their journey that needs to be honored um because when we throw you know when we throw things like fear or um you know like resistance into that it makes that part of their journey harder you know oh, yeah. uh we need to yeah, sit back. I tell my students, uh, you know, like we're there to honor their journey. We're not there to hijack their journey. We're not there to, to, to make us their, you know, like their journey. It, it doesn't belong to us. We need to make sure that we remain kind of separated from that and whatever they need is what we are there to help provide, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, in, within our scope of practice, obviously um, there are laws that prevent us from doing certain things, um, but, you know, holding sacred space, holding, um, you know, a, a space for the family that, you know, can offer them, um, just the room to grieve or, you know, even be happy. Like I, I've come across family members that are just 
find, you know, happy that the suffering of their family member yeah. is finally done. And, and yeah. any of those feelings, any of those emotions that they are feeling are completely valid relief, you know, yeah. um, and fear, fear is even also valid, but, um, mm-hmm. whatever that process is, it's, yeah. it's definitely a journey that we need to embrace and yeah. respect. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's very, um, it's very interesting. I know you and I were talking before I turned on the record button. Um, and I think I mentioned that um, I had gone through this with my mom. Um, and it was so interesting because it it did. It was like starting with about the sixth day of, of her going through this. The, the medical people kept going, you know, the nurses and hospice, you know, oh, yeah, she's, oh, she, she'll go tonight. She'll go tonight. It's like, okay, great. We all get all ready. And next day she's still there. Mm-hmm. And and that ha- that went on. She you know, finally she finally went on the ninth on the ninth day. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, come on, mom, let go. You know. <laughs> it's like yeah. my brother and I were talking to her. It's like, you know, let let go. You've been wanting to do this for decades. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean it kind of really does you know, it it ties into, you know, whatever your belief system is, yeah. which another thing about a, a death doula is we want to honor whatever your belief system is, right? We don't want right. to impress on anybody what we think. But my thoughts on that are when people hold on, it's because there's still something that they're working out, yeah. you know, that they they need to process and come to accept before they can let go and make that transition. And so, um, yeah, so your mom probably just still had some things she was yeah. trying to figure out, you know, and then yeah. and then she got to let go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know the thing. Interestingly enough, a couple of thoughts came up. I'll tell you about them later, but um, yeah, that's uh, huh, yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, I say that too much. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so you know, tell us a little bit about how people find you. Um, about yeah. you know, and just kind of the, not necessarily the process, but but. Um, it's yeah, like I was saying before, it's kind of tricky because people don't really know about us very, very much. Um, and quite frankly, I am, I am a healer. I'm an artist. I do not market myself. Well, I'll be honest. Um, Uh Uh the, the best thing for me is word of mouth. Um, you know, so if you, if people have an experience with a death doula and it's good, it's like spread that like wildfire. Uh-huh. Um, the birth doulas are kind of starting to get a really good, um, foundation in the world, you know, that people uh-huh. are starting to see the value there. And yeah. so if people could kind of understand, we do the same thing, just maybe in, in different ways, you know, the uh-huh. details are a little different, yeah. but we still, hold the same space. We uh-huh. still, um, you know, we come in. So, so as far as people finding me, it's like my website, probably maybe social media yeah. word uh-huh. of mouth is the biggest. Um, 
But when people do find me, it really is kind of a tailored fit. I don't go in and say, I do this, this, and this. I go in and say, what do you feel like you need, you know, and have a conversation. And and sometimes they don't even know what they need. Sometimes I've got to pry and ask questions. But uh, yeah, a lot of it is, um, you know, going in and sitting with the client and helping the family understand um, you know, the process of what's happening. Um, I had somebody recently where, you know, they just didn't understand the way the breathing changes during death and it scared them. And so I had to, you know, have a knowledge of it and, and help them understand they're not in distress, even though their breathing sounds like it, this is more distressing to you than it is to them. Yeah. Um, cause their body isn't suffering right now. They, they're, you know, right now the body is resting and getting ready. And mm-hmm. so, um, try not to get too latched on to what you're hearing cause mm-hmm. they're okay. And, um, you know, just kind of have an, uh, an understanding of the process of what's happening so that we can efficiently and effectively relay that to somebody. You got to know the language, Um, It helped that I worked in a hospital system for so long. Mm. Um, You know, some people might just need help, like freezing some meals because they are not good at eating. You know, they forget because of, you know, they're so distracted by what's happening. Um, Sometimes it is, you know, helping them figure out a a legacy project to honor the dying. Um, Sometimes it's, it's figuring out a legacy project with the dying because they want to honor themselves, right? And plan their own party. Um, um, Sometimes it's going grocery shopping or going for a coffee run. Um, It really just does look different for each person. And a good doula will um, have a wide range of things that they'll do. Um, I've gotten to a point where in my age (laughs) and my physical abilities i've had Uh to start telling people i can't lift anymore i can't lift bodies um Mm -hmm. and so you know before they hire me they've got to know that that's just i i can't do that physically anymore Mm -hmm. even though i would love to and you know help them reposition or change a brief or change the bed you know um i i can't physically really do that anymore so um so, yeah, you know, knowing your limitations, too, is a really important um, fact as a viewer is just understanding where my abilities end um, uh-huh. and being able to honor that and be OK with it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that that makes that makes so much sense. Um, and and helping the family understand that, not necessarily understanding besides understanding your limitations to to think about and understand their own limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Truly. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there could be a spouse or, or whatever who's who may or may not be physically able yeah. to do some of the things that they would like to do. Right. To help yeah. their loved one. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Huh? So did, did you actually have, is, are, I mean, are there doula classes that people can, can go to or, or where do they find a doula or, you know, I mean, well, all of these kinds of things. I know yeah. that a lot of this 
there's probably a lot of people who are like, okay, well, I've heard about it. Yeah. I've known some other people who did it, but. Yeah. Well, I teach a class for end of life. Um, and so I can certainly help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, before COVID, I was a completely in-person class willing to travel, but um, I was all in person. And then obviously COVID kind of like shut that down. Uh-huh. So yeah. I frantically tried to figure out, yeah, what I was going to do. Um, got it, you know, pulled over and worked out so I could do it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of tried to put together a module system so people could go at their own pace. But I really feel like there is so much information um, and it just helps to have like the energy exchange of a classroom, even if it is over mm-hmm. Zoom, um, to be able to, you know, kind of get other people's stories, um, what their experiences are, um, be able to ask questions. There, there really is. It's, it's much, much more efficient and better, I think, my personal mm-hmm. feeling, if you're in a class setting. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another woman I know locally in Utah that does the end of life doula courses as well. Um, I think her and my approach is very different. And so I absolutely encourage like choosing the class that really fits yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, cause some people's approach is going to be a little bit more, you know, um, like shamanic based and okay. spiritual based, or yeah. some people just might want to go in and do the dirty work and, and they don't want to touch the spiritual stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, my course, I try to touch on a little bit of everything and then you get to decide, you know, how you tailor fit your practice. Um, there's also, uh, I think that, you know, the Deanna Cochran lady, she, I believe has a course. Um, and then there's another place that kind of travels around. Um, so you can travel to wherever they're at. They're out there. You just kind of have to research end of life doula programs. Um, so. I don't know if you want me to plug my business, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I have no okay. problem with that. My, my, that. um, my business is called Earthside Holistic. And so earthsideholistic.com is my website. It's yeah. currently under construction, but, um, I am going to be teaching a course, um, this month and another one next month. I, no matter where I am on location, somebody can always join via zoom from wherever they're at. Um, so I, I kind of have that, that system set up, um, mm-hmm. because I don't want to, I don't want to only teach people in Utah. Right. I want yeah, anybody. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. want anybody and everybody who desires to, cause usually people who do this are called to this kind of work. Right. I think I would and, think. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not all in Utah. So I gotta, I gotta be flexible. <laughs> mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was going to be a good time to take a sip of my coffee but obviously it was not a good time but i didn't spill it i mean oh good 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's good funny okay well that that alleviated the seriousness of the the moment (laughs) of the topic the topic is very serious and yeah Yeah. so it it is it's hard to talk about but and let me let me also say that i will put which i usually do Mm -hmm. um, i will put your your website and any other pertinent links that you want into the show notes so people can find it 
there. Okay. Awesome. You know, Perfect. That's great. I'm not trying to scribble down. Well, did I spell it right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Thank yeah, you. For sure. For sure. That means that gets me a little fire under my butt to get my website uh -oh. back up. Uh -oh. <laughs> I need to work on it like now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That would be a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I'm, I'm, I just had a question and now of course I can't remember what it was. Um, the idea, I guess, so it sounds like people who would approach you have, and this is probably true of most doulas, maybe not, um, they have the choice of how much to be involved. Absolutely. Or not involved. Right? Yes. Because some people can't, there are some people who just can't deal with sick, dying, any of those kinds of things. Body fluids. That too. <laughs> some yeah, people are happens. very squeamish around body fluids. I don't um, have that so much because I do have a lot of hospital experience. Mm -hmm. Um mostly yeah. taking care of cancer patients. And so yeah. Well, it yeah. was, yeah, there was a lot going on there. So um, I guess in a way I'm kind of fortunate that way, but yeah, they need to, they need to tailor fit what their abilities are versus what the family needs. Um, and if they're not a good fit, it's, it's better to be honest about that and say, but I know this person, you know, it's, that's another thing that I'm trying to, um, kind of pull together in all of this is to create a community where doulas can come together and help each other. It's really important. My, my motto for my business is um, community, not competition, because I really want us to come together and support each other, you know, and um, support each other, you know, like uh, um, the problems that people, you know, that doulas are facing that, you know, we need to support yeah. each other and lift each other up, but also celebrate each other's successes. And, yeah. and yeah, so it's kind of important to me as far as yeah. creating that community. And so, you know, to have the ability to say, well, I can't really do that, but I do know somebody who, you know, who would be amazing at that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. To kind of have that, that community to dip into is it's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would think as well, um, I just thought of something. Now I can't remember. Um, <laughs> with with other people as well. I mean, the people, the family members, mm -hmm. or friends, or whoever it is that's supporting the particular person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there are any websites that people can can join to get that kind of individual support right or family support you know yeah. even on, a, on an anonymous kind of basis where you get a a name or whatever and you don't use your own email or whatever mm -hmm. it is right because I'm yeah. sure a lot of people aren't going to want to you know sign in with their own yeah possibly be open and honest with what their feelings are yeah I do know that there are communities, I don't know about a, you know, like an anonymous website, but uh -huh. I have a, um, a very good sweet friend of mine who um, part of her business is opening the conversation about grief. And um, she has a course that she teaches. It's six weeks long. 
and it's like once a week. Um, and she's a really beautiful, knowledgeable soul. Uh, she's also an end of life doula. Um, I met her because she, um, put on a, a big symposium that, so I, I was part of a group up at the main hospital here in Utah, um, called no one dies alone, which I think is naturally known, but, um, it's a volunteer basis where you can volunteer with the hospital and go in and sit with somebody who is uh-huh. supposedly kind of in the last three days is what, what they assume. Um, and that way, you know, if they don't have family around or family at all, or, you know, um, they're just not by themselves dying, you know, if they don't want to. Um, and she, and so I was part of that program and she threw this, uh, she put this symposium together that was all about death and grief. I mean, we had like hospice nurses and people who had cancer and, um, doctors and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, death workers in general, funeral directors, all kinds of people showing up. I happened to get to go because I was part of this no one dies alone program. And I met her and um, we've been trying to kind of like coordinate um, getting together and kind of collaborating what we do. But, um, you know, there's people out there that, that have space, very um, safe space to have a conversation. Mm. I absolutely believe that she wouldn't require somebody to have, you know, use their real mm-hmm. one like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is death cafes um, all over the U.S., maybe even, you know, more abroad. But it's where they get together and they talk about death and their experience um, with with grief and uh-huh. a loved one who died or their fear of death. I've actually had people take my course just based on the fact that they were trying to face their own mortality and understand what, what's going to happen when I die, you know? Yeah. And they weren't even sick. They just had these questions and they were like, I just need to take your course just to, you know, understand it better. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. um, so yeah, I, I actually also offer a version of my, my course that isn't to certify people. It's more for people who are either taking care of family members and they're not looking to do that as a career or um, maybe like her where they're, they're just trying to face their own mortality and have questions around it. So yeah, it's, it's such a very broad topic. You, You could do so many things with it. And I know that there's a lot um, of, resources out there i mean it doesn't even have to be a death doula um even a social worker can kind of provide service and um even more recommendations for different avenues to look into for people they mm-hmm. they're amazing so yeah i don't know that makes, that makes a lot of sense um, yeah especially because of the way that the medical industry is this now right there aren't any doctors even nurses that are allowed to spend that much concentrated time yeah with anybody yeah even if it is you have to do you have to pay for it yourself it's not insurance is going to cover it yeah yeah well, and even hospice, you know, they are amazing. And we, uh, we 100% support hospice. Um, we just kind of pick up where hospice leaves off because they are um, limited in the time that they're able to spend because they have, you know, client, 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 client. And 
doulas can come in and we can spend hours and days um, with a client just helping. And so that's kind of our role is to be the support where the rest of the support leaves off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. And it's one of those things where if you haven't been through it with somebody, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. You have no idea. Yeah. And it can be really overwhelming. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Especially if you're grieving at the same time. Grieving at the same time and you don't know where to find resources to help and um, compassion fatigue is a real thing. I didn't learn that term until I was leaving the hospital with chronic migraines, right? Um, That's why I stopped working at the cancer hospital is because I had such chronic migraines that I just, I didn't, I thought I had a brain tumor. I couldn't figure it out. And turns out compassion fatigue was the problem. And so now I teach about that in my course too. And I can go out and teach just on compassion fatigue to groups of, you know, hospital workers, hospice workers, veterinarian um, doctors. I mean, Because when you are in a compassionate role, or even as a you know a caregiver for a family member or a friend, yeah, compassion fatigue it can just take you right out, and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. hard. Yeah, and and you know, especially as a family member, you know, you may be spending a lot more time with the person, yeah, supporting them, right? You know, I mean, for everything from you know, cleaning their diapers to whatever, right? Yes. Um, and A, you don't get enough time for yourself. Yeah. At all. And B, most of the time you don't get enough time to have to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you, just, you end up being a complete mess. Yeah. And here's, here's, an, here's another concept that I was reminded of recently. And that is, Sometimes we have to be caregivers to loved ones that um, the relationship between you was challenging, you know, and so you're not only dealing with the death and the grief part, but you're also dealing with the challenge that the relationship is or was. And, you know, that that comes with a whole slew of mixed feelings, like I don't want to be here, but I feel like it's my responsibility and um yeah, sometimes that can be, yeah, an even broader challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and unfortunately, it stays unresolved. Yeah. Oh, it can, for sure. Well, it yeah, can, but, can be healed. There's some oh, miracles that happen, oh, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I think, you know, until that happens, yeah, it, hopefully if it does happen, right, it's still, you know, it's like that extra bit of, pressure and yeah everything on it absolutely um, yeah absolutely. yeah you can um and i you know i think i think the big thing and i think the point that we're trying to get across to everybody today mm-hmm. is is that um unless you've been through it before you don't you have no idea yeah so, and there is help there's help yeah. out there. There's people right. that are happy to come in and help yeah. release some of the load. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you have to be willing to accept the help. Yeah, absolutely. And and you have to be willing to 
to really accept that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and go with the flow, you know, because things will, you know, if there's anything constant in this life, it's change. So <laughs> you think <laughs> could definitely change in just a moment's notice. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so many. Um, there's so many ways it can happen. Yeah. You know, it's no, it's really never the same. Everybody goes in their own way. <laughs> it should be honored, right? Like yes. the whole yes. process needs yes. to be honored. What, however they need to go, however they did go. Um, it, it's so see, doulas can also come in and help um, process a death that's already occurred. Um, I just sat with a very tender-hearted individual whose brother committed suicide a year ago and they were about to have a um a life celebration for him and his his concern was that he didn't want to um dishonor or um you know, just because of the way it happened and not all the family believes that that's a, a good option. And, you know, he, he was kind of like, how do I approach this in a way? And so just sitting down and kind of, you know, I hate, I hate to use the word coach because I don't feel, I feel like it's a little bit more than that, but, um, but yeah, just talking through some of, some of the, you know, ideas or thought processes that he could possibly, you know, what angles he could use to make it a, a positive experience and still honor the life of his mother. So, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. And, and I, I, I think the word coach is, is a very good actually. Yeah. Of it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Because because you just don't want to take away from, you know, life, life coach. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's a little bit different, you know, profession. And so I just want to make sure right. that I'm honoring oh, their I understand, title. I understand, <laughs> I understand. And I'm a coach. So that's why I'm, okay. I'm saying, I think, you know, a, a life coach or any kind of a coach, insight coach, whatever you want, you know, there's yeah. so many different kinds yeah. out there. Um, I think it's important to understand that it, it doesn't, which I think a lot of people don't, they think of therapy and it's not therapy. Yeah. And most coaches are very clear that it's not. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. And, you know, it may be one session. It may be 10 sessions. Mm -hmm. It may be, end up being a whole year. Right. Right. But yeah. it's not, it's whatever's appropriate. Yeah. To situation to help people to get to where they want to be yeah and that and that and you're doing the same thing yeah yeah supportive proactive mm -hmm. letting people bring up what they need yeah helping them to understand and have those insights yeah and yeah that, oh okay i don't right know this. oh yeah. okay I can do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that that's a, 
it's a it's a misunderstanding that a lot of people have around coaching yeah and that and part of that is because a lot of people don't do it really do it well Mm. interesting yeah and it shouldn't because you shouldn't be sitting there telling people what to do yeah no it's their journey yeah i honor it it's exciting to see somebody's journey unfold yes yes exactly exactly so (laughs) yeah so i just want just wanted to make that clear okay (laughs) i take it i take it (laughs) i know because i used to think the same thing right yeah Mm. you know and it's yeah taken a while to and and talking with a lot of other people Mm-hmm. about it and getting some other training that I had be- than I had before. And right. Um, you know, and that, and that's the same thing with, with this whole thing is that it's, it's out there and, yeah. you know, as helping somebody with their end of life or helping somebody support somebody in their end of life. Yeah. It's, it's something that you have to do and you have to do it in a way that, um, that makes sense to you mm-hmm. so that, and I'm not saying you as, as the doula, but you as anybody involved. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Absolutely. That when, it, when it all, when it all finishes, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice ending. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so anyways, I honor you for doing that. Thank you. With, Thank you. With people, because it's um, it's a gift. It's a real gift. I, I like I said, I do believe that those of us that work in death, we feel called to it. It's it's something that you know there was a sense of this is what. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which can be kind of heavy sometimes because I started out wanting to be a birth doula, and life was like over here you know (laughs) i kind of resisted a little bit but um but i see it i see where i belong there and Uh you know so i'm bringing it the best i can and well yeah it's all part of the same journey yeah (laughs) yep truly birth and death where it's all it's the two ends but it's the same journey yeah 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 that's why i call myself a life doula because i can do it all you know exactly it does seem like, yeah, most of my opportunity has been mostly in death. Yeah, well, the universe is telling you something. Certainly is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you very much. And I am going, I think that's a great place to kind of wrap wrap this up. Okay. Um, let me say that um, neither of us are medical doctors or medical professionals and none of this is medical advice. And if you are having some sort of a medical issue, um, please, you know, reach out to your own medical doctors and or go to the emergency room if it's of that level. And with that, I will say, um, as I usually do, that I will see everybody next week. And I want to thank Rhea for being here today. Um, it's, as I think I mentioned before, a, a, something that's very close to my own heart. So. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. I want to thank her. Thank you. Sorry, some people don't like to see people cry. 
Okay. <laughs> with that. Just be careful. I'll cry with you. Okay. <laughs> well, that'll make me feel better. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we're laughing, it's a good time. I will stop the recording. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again. Thanks.